It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 6th. 2021, the Revenge of the Sixth. My name is Philip Rossmark. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, um, yeah, so the Magic played the Boston Celtics. That happened. Um, probably won't be the last time something like that happens. We'll talk about the Magic's game against the Celtics. What went wrong? Why we can't believe some of the things we saw? and why the Magic still have a lot to learn. We'll get to some of that coming up here in just a moment. But before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Boston Celtics? Check out our good pals at Locked On Celtics. Want to look ahead? To the Magic's next game against the Charlotte Hornets, check out our good pals at Locked On Hornets. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Search wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. So stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. From the get-go, the Magic were down. Um, the Magic lost this game in the first quarter. Uh, I know they got the lead down to five, but the tone was set in the first quarter, and the Magic just were not in tune with the game plan. They were not in tune with the effort that they were going to need or not in tune with the level of execution that they would need. Um, honestly, the play that best exemplified the game was probably the scariest play of the game. Cole Anth- uh, Early in the first quarter, Magic were already down, I think, nine, ten, you know, eight, nine points, whatever it was. Cole Anthony was coming around to get a dribble handoff from Mo Bamba and ran smack dab into Mo Bamba's shoulder. Uh, obviously, Anthony fumbled the ball away. The Celtics eventually got a three while Anthony stayed on the ground on the other end, um, you know, writhing in pain. Um, Anthony did come back in the game, not a serious injury, so that's the good news. But that's kind of the problem, that the Magic were just so out of step execution-wise, that something like that would happen. Um, and it wasn't just that. It was eight turnovers for 14 points in the first quarter. It was being down by 17 in the first quarter. And yeah, the Magic cut the lead down to five by uh, by, by uh, the midpoint of the second quarter or, or midway through the second quarter. But the Celtics finished the first half on a 17-6 or 17-4 run, whatever it was. And then just completely took over the game in the third quarter behind Jason Tatum and never were really threatened. Honestly, even when the Magic were down by five, it did not feel like the Celtics were ever really threatened. This was not a blowout of the same proportion or the same frustration as the loss to the New Orleans Pelicans, but some of that might just be because the Magic are down so many players that 
yeah, something like this is going to happen. Um, this is what bad teams do, and the Magic are undoubtedly a bad team at this point. Um, you know, we're sitting tied for the fourth worst odds, for fourth worst record in the league with the Cleveland Cavaliers and Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, only a half game ahead of the Minnesota Timberwolves for the third worst record, or a game ahead of the Timberwolves for the third worst record. Uh, um, and yeah, it's 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 not good. It's not good here. Um, very real chance for a four-way tie for um, that fourth spot. Potentially a five-way tie for the third spot. Get excited for that. I like I, I like a little chaos. Um, but yeah, um, unlike the game against the Pistons, unlike the game against the Grizzlies, honestly, both games against the Grizzlies, um, the Magic had their bad stretch early, uh, and, and that put them in a hole that was too deep for them to climb out of. Um, unlike those games, the Magic weren't playing with great effort or intensity. They played like a team that was just kind of taken aback and staggering and just unable to do anything. Um, it, it This was the kind of game where you don't learn a thing. Um, it's just just a bad basketball game. Um, credit to the Celtics. They took the magic out of their game. They played with the focus and intensity that a playoff team should play with to knock a team out like the Magic. You know, the Pistons didn't do that. The Grizzlies didn't do that. The Cavs didn't do that. But obviously, the Celtics are of a different caliber than those teams. I really wish I had more I could say or more I could break down about this game because that's what we want to see. And again, that's going to be my larger point for this episode is we want to be able to draw things out of games and say, this is an area where the Magic showed some progress and showed signs of life um, and showed an ability to get better uh, and improve. But unfortunately, in games like this, you just, you just can't do that because the game was over within the first six minutes, or the game was over by halftime. The Magic were never in this game. Again, I know they got the lead down to five, and credit to Dwayne Bacon, credit to Mortz Wagner. They played really well. Relatively, I guess. But the Magic were just not in this game. Uh, and, you know, we've had games like this since the trade deadline, for sure. This is not a good team right now, and um, they're still figuring themselves out. And that's just sort of the bigger message and bigger lesson to come is that the Magic have to find a way to make these games meaningful. Whether they win or lose isn't that important. Honestly, even how much they eventually lose by. Like, I was sitting there watching the game and, and I was just thinking, like, this game needs to be a game that the Magic lose by 15. Once, once the Magic were down, I was just like, lose this game by 15. That, that was literally a thought that I had. And y'all know me. I don't think like that. I want to win. Everyone on this team wants to win. But I sat there with the Magic down by 25 or 27 or whatever it was, and I was just, or, you know, 20 or whatever it was, and I was like, make this a game you lose by 15. You have a chance to maybe cut it to 12, you know, get it to 10 maybe. They did that in the first half, getting it down to five, but then Jason Tatum decided to step his game up and the Magic have no one to guard him. Again, like I said, the Magic are disadvantaging themselves right now. Um, You know, again, Cole Anthony's, not going to play his regular minutes. Gary Harris certainly is not. Um, Wendell Carter was out with an eye, with a uh, an eye abrasion, um, which was a legitimate injury that that actually happened on Monday. Um, it, I want something to break down. You know, it's not just about content. It's you know, I, I'm a fan. I, I want to see these guys get better and improve. And like Clifford said after that loss to the Pelicans, you don't get better in a game like this. 
And we're going to go through the box score. I'm going to point out some numbers. And then we're going to talk about what the Magic couldn't learn and why there's going to be a lot of struggle here to make sure the Magic do learn something from these games. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. I'm overdue, though, to name a Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. The easy choice here would be Cole Anthony. The should-have-been April Rookie of the Month, the maker of two game winners in the past week since we lasted this that lasted these things, but we've talked plenty about Cole Anthony. There's been plenty to say about Cole Anthony. We have filled these airwaves with Cole Anthony content. You can get plenty of Cole Anthony. So instead, I'm going to go in a different direction. Our McLeod Ultra Player of the Week is actually going to be Moritz Wagner. When the Magic signed Moritz Wagner last week, last week, they were just hoping to get another bit of another body who could play a little bit in the post, defend fours and fives, and hit a three. The Magic did not think they'd need to ask a whole lot more of him. When Chumo, when Chumo Kiki went down, Moritz Wagner went into the starting lineup. And credit to him, he has taken full advantage of this opportunity, playing extremely well for the Orlando Magic. Another 20-point game. We'll get into his box score coming up here in just a moment. But since joining the Orlando Magic, Moritz Wagner is averaging 10.3 points per game in four games, in three starts, in 28 minutes per game. He's shooting only 35%. And a 41.9% effective field goal percentage, but just having someone who can score somewhat effectively and, and honestly playing better than we could have expected, that's good enough. Certainly good enough for a team like the Magic. So this one is for you, Mortz Wagner. Remember, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And with 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game with Michelob Ultra. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's go through the final box score real fast as the Orlando Magic fall to the Boston Celtics 132-96. to uh, Some interesting stats, but again... Not- a lot of them ultimately kind of meaningless. I'll start with the guys that I thought played the best, and that, that would be Dwayne Bacon and Moritz Wagner. Uh, Dwayne Bacon finishes with 20 points, 10 for 18 shooting, a really efficient night for him. Usually when Bacon has an efficient scoring night like this, that means the Magic are going to have a chance to win. He's kind of the wild card of the bunch at the moment where he's either extremely hot or extremely cold, able to shoot the Magic kind of into games or keep them in it and also shoot them out of it. Again, his impact, obviously, much more, you know, kind of blunted. Um, you know, he's he's not much of a ball mover. So in a game where the Magic were not moving the ball particularly effectively, uh, Bacon's just ability to get downhill into the paint at least gave them some offense. Again, 20 points, 10 for 18 shooting. Uh, Bacon was a big part of why the Magic were able to get back in the game in the second quarter. Um, and again, it's just he's just not able to sustain that kind of play for very, very long. That's just the reality of his his game. Mortz Wagner with 20 points, 4 for 8 shooting, 3 for 5 from beyond the arc, and 9 for 9 from the foul line. Um, an odd game on that front for that reason. Um, I thought he was really the only guy doing much of anything offensively in the first quarter. Um, again, just uh, these numbers don't mean anything. Um, I'm just going to come out and say it. Like, 
You know, RJ Hampton had a nice game. Another 18 points, another 10 rebounds, another 5 assists, 6 for 14 shooting. And again, I thought he did a really good job in the first quarter, kind of changing the tone and tempo of the game. Um, these guys stood out. Um, they did good things at points where the game was still in the balance. Um, Hampton came in, changed the momentum of the game, and, and that's so critical for this team. Um, and got the, again, helped them get back into the game. Um, but again, it just didn't carry over. Um, the only other player in double figures, Mo Bamba with 19 points, 5 for 11, shooting 1 for 7 from beyond the arc. So he missed all, his three, all, all of his shots were missed three-pointers. 8 for 10 from the foul line, 15 points, 4 blocks, 3 steals. That feels like a really good stat line. I'm not going to lie. That, that, that feels like a really good stat line, but 10 of those 19 points, or uh, almost all of those 19 points, um, let me actually get that number because it's, it's kind of important. Most of those 19 points came in the second half. In fact, 14 of the 19 points came in the second half. He was 5 for 8 in the second half. And the game was done. Game was over. So in the moments, you know, getting his third career start, in the moments that mattered, Mobamba didn't play well. Um, and, and I think that matters. Um, you know, I, I kind of asked, you know, it, I, I got into a long, protracted Twitter argument with people about this. Um, stat News said that, you know, no players put up a stat line like Mo Bamba since Dwight Howard in 2011. Um, and that's that's great. You know, he filled the stat sheet. He's proven he can do that. We need to see someone who can impact winning. And the fact of the matter is, most of those stats, most of those numbers came when the game was already decided. And again, it, it, Mo's not the only one. I, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, there there's plenty of reason to be critical of Mo Bamba. And there's plenty of reasons to be skeptical of some of his numbers and skeptical of him a little bit. He's still got a long way to go, and he'll be the first to tell you that. He'll be the first to say the numbers that he put up on Wednesday don't mean anything. Um, he, again, he, he will be the first to say that. But obviously, um, the Magic just the Magic need a bigger impact and a bigger presence from their center. And again, that's that's the reason why kind of Mo's where he's at. Um, again, yeah, he's putting up numbers. Um, he's always been able to do that. But his success, and I know I've said this on the podcast several times, his success is not about numbers. It's about the impact he makes and whether he's playing better defensively. And he just he did not do that this game. Don't want to single him out. There are a lot of bad performances. Cole Anthony, two for ten, four points. Um, after with how well he's been playing, this was really surprising. Kind of see him take this much of a step back. Um, he really struggled with kind of the pressure defense. Really struggled defending Kemba Walker. Gary Harris, just four points on one for six shooting. He's uh, struggled to shoot um, for a little while now too. Um, so again, just the Magic need everybody. Again, they, they scored plenty. Uh, you know, or they they had enough kind of offensive push, but again, Orlando just not able to shoot well enough. Thirty eight point eight percent from floor, six for twenty five from beyond the arc. They do get the line twenty eight times, so they're doing something right. But I suppose, but again, a lot of those numbers coming at the end of the game in the second half, the game was decided. The Magic never made a serious push at the lead, and and that's ultimately what matters. We got to judge this team based off their wins and losses. The Boston Celtics shoot 53.1%, 21 for 45 from beyond the arc. That was a huge difference in the game, even though Boston was unable to get to the foul line. Kemba Walker with 32 points, tying a season high, 6 for 9 from beyond the arc. Jason Tatum with 27 points on 10 for 22 shooting. Evan Fournier in his first game back at the Amway Center since the trade deadline. Scores 18 points on 8 for 14 shooting. Um, the Orlando Magic fall to the Boston Celtics, 132 to 96. Like I said, not a lot to take from this game. We'll talk about what the Magic have to do over the last six games here coming up in just a moment. But first, you've heard me talk about Built Bar for a long time now. They are a 
long, long, long time sponsor of the show. Um, I am not a protein bar person. Do not like, do not like them usually. Just not looking for kind of meal replacement bars. I found Built Bar to be the perfect snack bar. Tastes exactly like what it says on the packaging and is just a really delicious treat that helps get me through my day, whether it's after a workout or just because it's three o'clock and uh, I need a little pick-me-up to get to finish my day. Built Bar comes in nine delicious flavors, um, and you can find, uh, and including a couple, including the occasional limited-time flavor, so you can get great flavors like cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There is something for everyone. I'm actually a big fan of the double chocolate. It's been one of my one of my favorite bars that I've gotten over the year over the over the time that they've they've sponsored us, um, and it's always it's always my go to. But the other great the other flavors are great too. So if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors currently available. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have at least 17 grams of protein. Most of them are only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. A few of them have a little bit more. But with nine amazing flavors, all are tasty and all are healthy. Order today, get the raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Before Mother's Day, so before Sunday, you don't know what to get your mom. Most moms I know love Built Bar. That's what it says here on the copy. Send her a box and you're sure to be her favorite, at least for a while, until you get the next box of Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by our pals at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your M- UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Look, there are six games left, um, and we're very much just trying to get to the end of the season at this point. Um, the Magic's final six games are going to be extremely difficult. Uh, there is only one team the Magic will play the rest of the way that is not currently in play in playoff position. That is Sunday's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, which, like Monday's game against the Detroit Pistons, will be tagged as a must-lose. Difference is the Timberwolves are actually playing pretty well right now, and 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 so that that one will be a lot different. Um, the Magic are going to have their chances to compete. Um, I don't think they'll play this poorly every game this season, um, but. Very clearly, these last weeks of the season are going to make it very difficult to accomplish the things the Magic wanted to accomplish. Look, when the trades happened, we all knew the Magic were going to sink in the standings. We knew that the team got appreciably worse. We knew that they'd be in line for top pick in the draft. And, you know, these last couple wins were against teams that were struggling and the Magic and the conditions were lined up right for the Magic to get wins. Things, this Magic team is going to win if they play well and the conditions are there that allow them to to win the game, um, including quite possibly the other team playing poorly, like Memphis did. Um, it, it's a very thin margin for error, and it's only gotten thinner as the Magic have 
started to, as I've, I've termed it, disadvantage themselves. Um, for sure, there are injured players that are done for the year. Um, you know, the Magic are not going to push anyone to get back sooner than they're ready. Um, you know, they obviously have to have enough guys to field a roster, a functioning roster, so they're not going to be able to bench everybody. Um, and they've got some talent, so they'll be able to compete for a little bit. But as I've told a couple people, like, you know, what's what's really the issue with the Magic is they there's going to be a five, six-minute stretch where they can't do anything. And whether they're going to have a chance to win games is going to depend on whether... You know, the other team takes advantage of those those stretches where the Magic just can't do anything. Um, and again, Memphis didn't. Um, Detroit didn't. Boston did. That's that's the dif- that's the difference in the game. Um, even Cleveland, to some extent, did not take full advantage of the Magic going fallow. But when Steve Clifford attacked this ish, this problem or, or attacked this group and, and and the new goals that this team had. Um, you know, he said the goal was still to get better as the season went on, uh, to improve and to learn. Um, this was kind of a jump start on trying to build the foundations and the philosophies that he wants this team to have next season. Um, it's obviously not perfect. They don't have practice time to really drill stuff down, and now they don't have any real practice time. They've just kind of had to go out in games, and this young team has really struggled to implement what they've talked about in shoot-arounds or in pregame walkthroughs uh, into games. Um, they haven't been able to get on the court and actually do a lot of these things in live action. So they're having to learn by tape and they're having to learn by walkthrough. And, and for a young team especially, processing all that information can be very, very difficult. The team is struggling in areas that you expect young teams to struggle with. This is not here. I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, the Magic have to, I mean, the Magic have to do better, but I'm not going to sit here and say that I ever expected the Magic to win a ton of games. They've probably out, they've probably played a lot better than we anticipated. And, you know, again, this coaching staff deserves a lot of credit for the way this team has stuck together and the way this team has played since the trade deadline and through all the adversity that they've faced throughout the course of the year, um, even though they are obviously in the position that they're in. But what the Magic have to do is they have to stick to that here in these final weeks of the season. Even with all the chicanery, even with, even with everything that goes on, in the last two weeks of the season. Steve Clifford has said it. It's a a known kind of truism throughout the NBA. The last two weeks of the season are really tough to judge anything. Teams have different goals. They're holding guys out for the playoffs or they're getting themselves ready for the playoffs or teams like the Magic are not quite playing with a full deck, if that makes sense. Their, Their rosters are depleted and sometimes on purpose. But the Magic still have to find a way to gain value. Um, you know, I mentioned the Mobamba stuff. It's great that Mobamba had such a great scoring game, but he'll be the first to tell you that he did not play well. He did not play well this game. He'd be the first again. He'd be the first to say that the Magic did not get Mobamba in a spot where he could take advantage of how good his rebounding has become, or how much better his rebounding has become. I don't know if it's good yet, but it's better. The Magic did not put themselves in a position where his points, his scoring, mattered. The Celtics' defense was probably dialed back because it didn't matter. We've seen what playing in these situations can do for this team. Cole Anthony has had some humongous moments, but even he's been inconsistent. He needs to play better in first quarters. He needs to play better to start the game and throughout the game and not just leave it all to the fourth quarter. At the end of the day, the Magic just need to continue to be better. 
Um, they need to continue to find ways to compete and put themselves in these situations where their actions have consequences, where their stats contribute to winning or losing that keep them in the game. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's plenty of argument about what an empty stat is or, or who's filling up box scores and, and, and whether those really matter. You know, Steve Clifford has even pointed that out. You can look at these last two weeks of the season and see, and, and see guys who are putting up numbers because they're simply playing, but they're not impacting winning. Those numbers don't mean anything. That They're not actually turning a corner. Throughout the whole thing, you know, I, I put the focus on winning as a final result, but, you know, we are at a point where the goal is to make these games meaningful, to make these games provide some lesson some guidance, some, I don't know, some push to help the Magic compete and grow. This is not about quote-unquote wins for the culture. It's not about any of that. It's simply about taking advantage of this time. It's another Steve Clifford quote that I've loved um, since, since the trade deadline was, you know, if you're not going out there to improve, if you're not going out there to impede, you're just exercising. You're not actually getting better. You know, I agree with the decision to keep Chumo Kiki out. You know, his offseason is more important than playing in these games if his ankle is any not 100%. There's no reason to throw Terrence Ross out there. I agree with all the things the Magic are doing to disadvantage themselves um, and position themselves for the lottery. I don't expect, honestly, I don't expect the Magic to win another game this year. I think Monday was their last win of the season. Maybe they'll surprise and get one more somewhere down the road. I, th- I think that last game against Philadelphia could be really, really screwy, but it's not so much about wins and losses anymore. It's about, is the team in a position where it can get better? And undoubtedly Wednesday, nobody got better. The only lesson they learned is they've got to be better at the start of the game. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at Philip R. You can always, of course, find the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Today on the podcast, they ask, are the Miami Heat headed for the play-in games? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore medina. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. A lot of great content going up there over the next few days. Don't forget, I am hosting a locker room on Thursday at 5.30 p.m. So, Log into the Locker Room app, subscribe, uh, follow me at P. Rossman Reich, P-R-O-S-S-M-A-N-R-E-I-C-H. Um, and depending on whether I'm still lucid after getting my vaccine, um, we'll talk some Orlando Magic basketball and what we can expect from these final six games of the season. Really excited to do that, of course. Um, so bring your Magic questions, bring your rants and raves. Um, it's all good. We'll, we'll, we'll talk it all out. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Orlando Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.